So obviously you relapsed after that. Yeah. So what what happened? I mean, you, you just if anyone didn't know your story, they would think that you would have just stayed sober forever until today. That's right. So what did that path look like over that stint of recovery that led to um, a relapse, which lasted forever? Yeah, it was a while. Um, I just, you know, me being me, and I'm just going to try to do less and less. You know, as soon as I start getting, like, the stuff starts getting really good, of course, I'm going to fall back on X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm going to start doing less and less of the program. I'm more like buffet style, do it, like pick and choose what I want to do. Because you feel so good. Because I feel yeah. great. Yeah. Everything's chilling, you know, like um, I'm, I'm cool. And um, there was that. And I just was, um, I just started living pretty shitty. And I think, I think the, the thing that stood out the most um, was, uh, you know, I was dating Ivy and how I ended that relationship and then, you know, kind of immediately with Savannah and stuff like that. And then that was like really toxic. And then that ended and it was like immediately with Jessica. There was a lot of, you know, me being gross, I guess, so, or like uh, unspiritual with women, you know what I mean? Um, and kind of using that and using people um, and then just falling off on all the other stuff and uh yeah i remember because we lived together at the at that point kind of kind of yeah yeah and um that's my fault (laughs) (laughs) happens and yeah i remember like right beforehand i was just like i knew something was up or like i knew this it wasn't good like i wasn't i would maybe meet up with my sponsor like once a week and go to dark side like that was like my recovery at that point but what were you doing with your sponsor because some would say that weekly sponsor meetings are not bad at all I don't think I was really, I think we were just chatting, you know, I I think we were just chatting and a lot of it was like the women thing. And I remember like, and I was like really ego driven at the time too. I remember one time cause he lived with Chris Hudson. I remember one time Chris overheard how I was like approaching stuff and he like just chimed in and lit me the fuck up, (laughs) just lit me the fuck up. And I was like, what the fuck? And I think actually like right after that I got high and I remember yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like right after that I got high. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was like at the house, and and uh, and and I was like, dude, I I, I want to smoke weed, and I I told Jessica at the time, and she was like, she was like, maybe you should go to a meeting. I went to a meeting with Alex, and like while we're driving down there, he's like, Alex is like trying to give me some advice and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, for sure, for sure. And like already, I know I'm like, as soon as we get back home, like I'm going to smoke weed. Like that's a fact, you know, and um, and that's exactly what happened. Well, I remember. Because we did live together. Mm-hmm. I remember coming home and it was kind of the era of like, you know, we were older, we knew more, we were more mm, in charge of our life and we knew like it wasn't just about, okay, get a job and survive, you know, and be We were happy. trying to do stuff. We were trying to do stuff. We had the music stuff going on and which was all a fun experience, but like you kind of just became the guy, right? You were Krampus. You were the DJ. People knew you, and um, and you were the guy. And you were always kind of like this entrepreneur, whether it was just in the confidence world and you took charge in that, or mm-hmm. like you were in the music or the gaming and the streaming. Like you've always been the guy to just have some of the greatest and utmost confidence 
still even today, like with the iPhone stuff, still today that I've ever met. And so being this guy, you're no longer getting beat up because you're selling drugs and you're not Mm. this little dude anymore. When you drank, because I remember I just walked into the living room Mm -hmm. and you had a beer in your hand and and I was like, I fucking knew it. You know, like I knew this was about to happen. And Mm -hmm. I mean, shame on me, I guess, for not like checking in with you or anything. I didn't see nothing really all that concerning. You were, you you did, you were doing what you wanted to do. You were going to have that experience. And I was doing what I, you know, I couldn't take on the person that I lived with, you know, I didn't want to babysit anybody and, mm-hmm. and we were chilling either, either way. So, but when you, when, when I walked out and I saw you with a beer, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But, it was, I mean, at the, so I had also just turned 21, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember that night because I had played a show on my 21st birthday and then me and Jessica went out and, um, and ate at like Kirby lane and I remember, like, I was like, I want to order a drink right now. I was like, this is the only time I turned 21. And I remember, like, and this is exactly what I mean. Like, one of those times, like, I really wanted to drink, and I suppressed that. Like, I held that in, and I didn't tell anyone, you know? And, yeah, it was like, I don't even think a month later was whenever mm-hmm. I had relapsed and I had started drinking. And, I, dude, and I, I'm telling you, like, I never liked drinking growing up. Like, there was a point where I did it because I was on probation and I couldn't smoke weed. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And I hated it. I would just get sick and throw up. And and I just, I was like, dude, I just want to smoke weed. Yeah. But as soon as I was like 21 and it was like I could have a drink while we were eating or something like that, that just sounded so appealing to me, you know? Right. Which is interesting because I turned 21 and I was in a whole nother state, you know, when we just moved into that apartment. And Bo had me drive all the way to fucking like Athens, Georgia and sell the vape juice along the way. And it was, I don't know where I was. I guess I was in Georgia at the time. I arrived on March 10th where Bo was. And I was like, I'm, I'm in the Mustang. I'm not even in my car. You know, the it's 5.0. the 5.0 Mustang, which was Bo's. And I was like, dude. And like the thought to actually buy a drink and drink it never crossed my mind. It was more so like, oh, I can now legally buy a drink. That was like the only thing that came to mind. I had no urge to go drink. I had no desire. I didn't even ever consider it at all. And I was fine, you know, and and I think I attribute that to a lot of diligent work and recovery and being serious completely 100%. about it, being vulnerable from the big shit to the little shit and and then when I turned 21, there was just no thought or effort to, to fight the urge to, to go drink. And a lot of the, I remember whenever I was in treatment and I was like thinking, I don't want to be sober. I still want to drink at my dad's wedding. Right. And my dad didn't even have a girlfriend at the time. <laughs> you know, yeah. he's married now and I went to his wedding. I was in his wedding, you know, and I didn't drink a lick of fucking alcohol at all. So... It's just interesting to think about when we're young as fuck and we're like, oh, I still got to do these things in my life. Okay. It's so important to us because it's what we know. Right. You know, we want to have fun. And and to a layman, to a regular person, it's like this alcohol deal, this drug addiction deal. The recovery part of it is just replacing those thoughts through the correct action and finding that the quality of life is there without it either way. 100%. 100%. You turned 21 without any alcohol. All I'm saying, Tyler's so quick with responses to you. 
I'll be thinking about shit I want to ask, and Tyler, as soon as you quit talking, Tyler's like, right in there, dude. But, yes, I did turn 21 in sobriety, and um, <clears throat> I, like, had the plan to, like, go to, like, I think K1 with y'all, and um, I was in a heroin anonymous business meeting for, like, four hours going over word choice and structures and bylaws shit, that when it was done, I was like, I ain't doing it. Nothing else I'm today. Going I'm going home. Yeah. Going to bed. But my original plan while I was in Phoenix House, um, my original thought or reservation was that I was going to stay sober until I was 21, mm-hmm. and you know, then be legal, and then I would drink and such. But you know, whenever, whenever you know, 21 came around, I like remembered that I had that agreement with myself. But um, yeah, there was no, there was no thought or desire to to drink. You know, and um, and kind of like Tyler was saying, like I attribute that to my quality of life being substantially better as a result of staying involved in in the process that that AA asked asked me to to stay involved in. Um, and it and it talks a, a lot about that in like step step ten. You know, like we've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, Stan will have returned. Blah blah blah. Um, and so it's like a it's just a reminder to me. That like my alcoholic mind will come up with any good excuse to to drink or drug again, like Tyler saying that you know he he wants to drink at his dad's wedding, and his dad doesn't have a girlfriend yet, or I want to drink whenever I'm twenty one. It's like okay, you know, sounds good, but at the end of the day, um, drinking and drugging was just t- uh, depressing. Mm-hmm. in and of itself but you know like like i i believe that i you know start from that you know physical allergy and once i put one in i need i need more and more and more and more and also like the line like ceased to be a luxury became a necessity um because i can think of all kinds of times where i didn't want to drink or get high anymore i just didn't really have a choice or like an option um because i hadn't found a solution for my my real issue yet you know my real problem yet but um well, yeah, I mean, turn turn twenty one in sobriety was, was chill as fuck. You know, I was just hanging out with people, doing my thing, except for it was a little different because it was a heroin anonymous business meeting, um, <laughs> That's true. which was an L. But you know, it's like just just because I, I I turned twenty five doesn't mean I took work off. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I ain't gonna take recovery out just because I'm turning twenty one. It's a solid point. You that know, makes, yeah, it's a solid point for sure. Oh yeah.